You're listening to Power Gauntlet. Power Gauntlet. The podcast dedicated to nerd culture. Hosted by Steve Papa. If you're looking for copious amounts of stupidity sprinkled with clever banter while discussing everything from video games to Star Wars, well... This is the show for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Power Gauntlet. On this episode of Power Gauntlet, I'm bringing you guys a very special guest. He is a YouTuber, Instagram influencer, Twitch streamer, and co-host of the 50% Facts podcast, Mr. Silent Mike himself, Mike Farr. Mike, thanks for coming on. What's up, dude? Thanks for having me, dude. I hate that term, influencer. You know, I don't know. Can we start with a rant? I don't. Yeah, go ahead. Start with a rant. Do it. I, I don't know why I feel like humans that try to influence other humans, it has a negative connotation. Like you're normally like, I don't know, I mean, this may be extreme, but I go to like a Hitler or something in my mind <laughs> or like Scientology or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not like half naked girls on Instagram trying to get you to buy their belly tea or something. Yeah, I saw you on a, a ranting about it. Now, you shouldn't say rant, but you were tweeting about it a little bit. And I was just like, yeah, Fuck, yeah. I like this Mike guy. He sticks to his guns. <laughs> I try. I try. I, in a world, in an internet where everyone's a freaking fake, uh, you know, I'm not very talented, but I can try to at least be myself. First of all, I'm going to compliment you on your mullet, dude. That thing fucking rocks. Appreciate it. I, I Appreciate it. That's all I got going for me, you know? I uh, got a little internet career, and I got really nice freaking hair. <laughs> dude, that mullet is so sweet. I've been telling my barber, well, first, I told my wife, hey. I'm going to get a mullet. And she goes, definitely not. I will not sleep with you if you have a mullet. And I go, come on, babe. Let me just. And she's all against it. So maybe I'll do it later on on the on, on, just for like one day and see this what she says. might be part of the reason I'm so single. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, well, I guess. It's like, yeah, bro, your pecs look nice. You know, just fucking guys trying to impress guys at the gym or whatever. You got you fucking look like Joe Dirt. It looks fucking amazing. And then you got all the camo sweatshirts and everything. I think I think it's great. Uh, uh, 90s and retro and vintage clothing is coming back. And so I've worked on this mullet, like literally worked on it with my barber to make it perfect for like two years. So I figured, look, <laughs> if, if the rest of the clothes are I've ro- worn a fanny pack for five years and all of a sudden it's cool. So yeah. I've been rocking a mullet for two years, and I figure eventually it's going to be cool. So you, you got to rock the Zubass pants too, and then you'll be uh, – No joke, I looked at some. <laughs> no joke, I looked at some. There's, some of them are cool. Or like – yeah, like tie-dye sweats or something. I'm I'm all about it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm. You know, I can't rock it. I don't got that fucking body style to rock it, you know. Like I'm a fat guy, so like it doesn't <laughs> look really that – I can't pull – I feel, I feel like if you're in good shape and you're pretty muscular, you could pull off fucking any look you want to. Like I look at all these NBA players and I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? And like, even Cam Newton, what are you wearing? But you could yeah, just NBA is a great example. Some of those guys are going crazy right now. I love it personally. <laughs> it's out of this world, but – those are the guys. Those are celebrities that get up, paid all this money. Those are the designers yeah. that make everything. So I guess it's fashionable. Not my cup yeah. of tea. I'll stick with my graphic tees and uh, fucking jeans, and I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do a mix of both. Sometimes I'll just go gray sweatsuit top to bottom, but sometimes you got to throw in a little flair. So do you actually fucking gained a little bit of weight, right, just for like a experiment or something? So I go back and forth a million times uh, over my life. Uh, played basketball for a long time, so I was constantly like in eating as much food as I could because basketball you're running around so much, you know, just to maintain weight. Um, and then in powerlifting itself, kind of back and forth, 
um, just depending on goals or whatever. This last year has been a little rough, uh, not to get too deep too early in this podcast, but uh, just dealing with some like anxiety and depression stuff. And so um, a, a fairly common you know, kind of cyclical deal with depression is either you got some issues that you like can't eat, you know, and you lose a bunch of weight or mm-hmm. you overeat. Uh, and over like the last year or so, I kind of went through both where I just was sleeping really poorly and I just couldn't eat and I lost a bunch of weight, a bunch of muscle. And then, uh, and then the opposite happened recently. I was just like down and out, uh, and I just ate my face off to comfort myself. And so now I've gained another 20, 30 pounds. So we're somewhere, we're a little chunky right now, but you know, <laughs> part of the process. Dude, but you look great, man. I saw you deadlift and I was like, form doesn't matter. I mean, it's all perfect. It's all good. Tight, right. Looks good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. 10, 10, 12 years of deadlifting. Hopefully my form, That's you know, that's where I, some time. I first saw you. You were in because uh, I followed Omar before and you were in the background of one of his one of his videos with uh, Mike or Mark Bell. And yeah. Yeah. You're just like your head was poking out. And I was just like, what the fuck is this guy doing in the background? But then you started your own channel. How did you get into the whole YouTube thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. So I started um, lifting weights and, and stuff for sport a long time ago and eventually uh, ended up dropping out of college, not playing sports anymore. And lifting is all I really had. Um, and uh, you slowly, you know, start to or at least I did. I started to get hungry and hungrier for knowledge and to progress in, in the gym and fitness and nutrition. Uh, and I kind of like tapped out kind of my local commercial gym scene um, while I was trying to consume all the knowledge I could off the Internet. And um, so I started Googling around and a friend told me about this powerlifting gym that was, that was pretty close to where I lived, um, I guess half an hour or so. Uh, and that was Super Training Gym. That was the gym that Mark owned. And uh, I joined that gym. Uh, at the time, it was probably like 2011, 2012. There wasn't really any like powerlifting on YouTube per se. There's a couple guys. Omar's one of them that was like kind of lifting weights doing fitness but not powerlifting specific. Um, long story short, uh, my co-host of my podcast, Jim McD, uh, legendary, he wanted to start a podcast back in the day in 2012 when no one did podcasting. Like I didn't even know what a podcast was. But he he said, uh, hey, Mike, I was I was like the youngest guy on the team. And maybe I had a little personality. I don't really know why. But he, he came to me and said, like, hey, we need another co-host for the podcast. Would you want to be on it? I'm starting a podcast. And I said, sure. Um, and I think that was about 2012. And that's kind of, I guess, yeah, when my content creation started. I didn't really have a path and career other than personal training. I had done that for a couple of years. But, yeah, that led to YouTube videos. Instagram, obviously, started to grow around that time. Um and then now it's what I do all day, every day. Twitch, YouTube, podcast, all of it. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I started like back in when YouTube was early in like 2006. I would post some stupid fucking videos of like, you remember, um, what was it? Like shit people say and like, uh, yeah, like yeah. little viral hits. Like we did our own versions of them, you know, like what Greek people say or whatever. My new haircut, Greek edition, all this bullshit. And uh, that was back then. It was like all about the views. Like you just want to have all these views, all these views. And so, like, I didn't never knew it could grow to be this money-making machine. People making millions of dollars every single year just by, yeah, yeah just by posting uh, videos of them playing the latest Resident Evil game or whatever, you know? Yeah, let alone gaming, which has uh, been popular but really taken off over the last two or three years on YouTube. Um, majority of my friends who, and even me, you know, technically I have like an eight-year career just making content. Um, but my friend Barquan, I don't know if you're familiar with that mm-hmm. name, but yeah. his story's similar. Yeah, he was just doing like kind of silly jokes to his friends, posting them on YouTube, ended up going viral, and then now he has a full time career and 
basically an entre- entrepreneur just making silly freaking sketches on the internet. Yeah, that's you know that's an it's insane. weird. That's crazy. You know what people don't really like, realize like how much work goes into it, like all that back end work. People are like, oh, you just hop on YouTube and you just make stupid jokes about memes and huh. I'm like, yeah, no, it's yeah. not. It's not even close to being that. And even then, it takes like 50 hours to edit your videos and all this stuff. It's a lot more than what people think. Yeah, I mean, if you if you only have to do YouTube and you're getting hundreds of thousands of views a day, maybe it's a little simpler. Um, but the majority of people that do this stuff full time aren't in that spot. You know, that's like the top one percent that literally can make a living off purely YouTube views. Uh, majority of people have to hustle, whether it's side businesses, a side job, or really, uh, really put thought into the next five, ten years of, yeah, I guess, for lack of a better term, entrepreneurship to really monetize, um, you know, the the following you do get. Yeah. Do you do you think it's like the same thing with Twitch and streaming like that? I actually don't know, dude. I uh, I was on, uh, I think I mentioned a, a podcast on Twitch one time, and I brought up the point that. I don't think, and, I, and this is no insult to Twitch streamers, because it's just a different game, and it's obviously a different um, mindset, I think, too. Like, Twitch streaming or, like, streaming games is kind of like an old-school mindset where it's similar. Like, oh, I play this game. Like, oh, you can stream it? Yeah, I'll just stream it on, like, Justin TV or whatever, and people start to watch. And some of these guys have been doing it for eight years and just recently started making money off it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I think YouTubers, and maybe it's just the people I surround myself with because we are kind of like a lower mid-tier YouTuber – we have like an entrepreneur mindset where I know YouTube will only take me so far. Like oh, YouTube like opens the door for me, but I have to step inside with these other things. A, l- a lot of YouTubers have companies and businesses they built and have really spread um, kind of their attention and investments where Twitch streamers, at least looking at the top guys, like they get paid so much. It seems like they really haven't done that. And I think also the difference is you can't backlog content obviously they have to be live to do it so maybe they just don't have time or maybe that's just a different mindset i don't know i I don't think that many twitch streamers or streamers in general i guess because there's other platforms now that that get some traction i don't think they've really tapped into the potential of their reach and audience if that makes sense yeah no it definitely does it's it's weird like the amount of of people of viewers that you need on twitch is much less than what you need on youtube like on youtube if you have 160,000 uh, subscribers, you're in one tier. But if you have 160,000 followers on Twitch, you're like yeah. top, top yeah, you're a big dog. tier. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what? That doesn't yeah. even seem like that many people. Yeah, it is odd. You could probably get, you know, you could probably make a living depending on where you live in the country or the world uh, with 100 or 200 uh, viewers at a time on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But but 100, you know, even, even 5,000 views on YouTube uh, per video isn't going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Is there is there a reason why you chose Twitch over like a YouTube gaming or like a mixer or anything? I think uh, in the beginning, it's just because – so uh, Connor, we were talking about him off air a little bit. He does all my YouTube editing and helps me with all my technical stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit younger than me too. I think he showed me Twitch probably like four years ago. Um, and before that, I had just watched like random Call of Duty videos or whatever I was playing at the time on YouTube, but I didn't know live streaming was so big. So I started watching it casually here and there. And then, um, I did really enjoy it. Like I enjoy like kind of the memes, the culture. It's like a weird subculture of gaming even. Um, they have like so many like just inside jokes and, and things that are literally just so Twitch based. And I think that's cool. Um, it seems pretty overall positive. Obviously you get trolls and jerks on any platform, but overall I really liked it. The ease of use. Um, and I think personally, like we're talking a bunch of business now, uh, but like business wise too, I think 
I almost wanted to like grow a new audience there uh, in a way where, you know, people always come in and ask me like fitness questions while I'm streaming. And that's fine. I'll talk about anything. But I think it's cool to build like a different community. Like I have a community on Instagram that enjoys me posting silly pictures and me deadlifting. I have a, I have a community on YouTube that likes to, you know, talk about lifting, follow my journey and my lifting while I coach them. Uh, I thought it'd be cool to build like just a brand new, different community on Twitch. That just enjoys gaming and just kind of hanging out, you know? Right, yeah. Diversify, I guess. Yeah, definitely got to diversify the portfolio, at least when one platform goes down or, like, they have a huge censorship like YouTube did a few uh, a few years ago now, right? Where they had, yeah. like, the mass thing. At least you have the other platform to fall back on where you can, uh, you know, make money that way if your content it doesn't match up with their guidelines or whatever, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And even YouTube, it's so hard because they're so secretive about what they're doing, like algorithm wise. And a lot of companies are. But like uh, YouTube fitness just seems to be like slowly dying slightly. And I don't know if that's because of I doubt it's because of interest of the public. It's and I doubt it's actually even on YouTube. Like I don't think YouTube's doing it on purpose, um, but something they've done, you know, in the system trickled down to fitness not being as, you know, well searched or easily discoverable. Um so yeah, and, and Twitch is hard too. You know, it's not that discoverable either. All these things take a little bit of skill, a little bit of luck, um, you know, to grow and whatever, and, and a lot of time and energy. So yeah. I enjoy it. And, you know, that's like number one. I, I, I'm going to be playing video games anyways for a couple hours a night. So might as well like kick it with a community <laughs> kind of deal. Nice. Yeah, it is. It was always good to play because I used to do some streaming, but then it just got like I couldn't get a, a proper schedule down. So like. It's cool when you have like five people watching you, but it sucks when no one's watching you and you yeah. <laughs> and you're just there by yourself and you're just like, come on, guys, just fucking somebody come and watch. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And everyone like some people come in like, man, I'm so surprised you don't have so many viewers or whatever, because I, I don't have that many, to be honest, especially if you consider my other platforms. But like one, it's totally new Two, transferring, you know, viewers from platform to platform is very difficult in this day and age because people um you know, follow you for a certain reason or they're just lazy. Like people aren't going to download Twitch just to hang out or whatever it might be. But I was talking last night to my chat. I was like, dude, you guys are like, I'm going to die when I get like a thousand viewers in here because if <laughs> chat's rolling, like I won't stop streaming. Like I'll be having so much fun. Yeah. Like uh, I, I have a lot of obviously regulars and we'll have a good chat. We're, we're hanging out and, it's, and time flies. And then some guys will lurk and hang out. But I was like, dude, you, like, we're all fucked. When, when I get a thousand viewers in here, like I, I literally don't see myself I don't know how to turn it off then because yeah. like they energize me, you know, if there's questions coming in or comments or we're joking, like I'll just go all day long. Yeah. That's like one thing where like, I'm, I'll get a bunch of questions, like stuff will start popping up and then I have to like pay attention and look over and then go back to the game and go back and like, fuck, there's just too much going on. Um, so I, I can definitely tell if you got like a thousand people that that chat's just going to go fucking nuts. Yeah. I can't wait. My ADHD is just begging for that kind of <laughs> Back and forth. Do you ever want to Twitch uh, to uh, stream with anybody else, like in a group setting? Because like one thing that we want to do, um, in, in our own Twitch channel is do like a, a fright night or something like that, where we all get together, play Resident Evil Seven or whatever, and put it up on Twitch and just fucking get scared and have a show yeah, yeah. reaction. Do you ever want to do that with other people? So I was thinking about it because I, I basically I, I play Call of Duty sometimes and I'll play with other streamers. Um, but lately uh, and a lot of the time I just play with like my close friends and two of them happen to live with me. And so I was like, dude, why don't like and we have equipment everywhere. I was like, dude, why don't we just throw cameras in your room? We'll put your faces on my stream, too. And it'll basically be like that. So it'll be a corner of three of our faces and then we'll find a way to switch back and forth from gameplay, whatever it might be. 
because they're playing with me every day anyways. Like my chat knows the guys I game with just as much as they know me. And yeah. so I was like, man, might as well just do something a little different. But we'll see. We'll so see what happens. What, so you're what, 31 years old? Yeah, exactly. So where did uh, where did your passion for gaming come from? Like what games did you play growing up that like really made you into this fucking gaming machine? I don't know. I, I, I don't really know because I think a couple things. Like my dad worked a lot. Not that like I was like neglected by any means. Like he took care of me and played sports with me and stuff all the time. Um, but I was around my sister and my mom a lot uh, because my mom was a teacher. So she just kind of had the same schedule we did. And so I think I would, and my sister, like we just didn't really like have similar interests, you know. And so I think I would just game a lot for that. Uh, and it started definitely with Nintendo. It was the first system I got. And I don't even remember the year. I was so young. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're playing the typical, like, I played the crap out of Ninja Turtles. That was probably the game yes. I played most yeah. as a kid. Yeah, I was just super into it. Um, and, and, and I was raised really, really well. And, and we were, we were you know, lower middle class. So, like, they'd buy me games here and there. But mostly I'm renting games. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always got, like, a new system. But I always got it a little bit late. You yeah. know, so, like, I never got Sega Genesis. I never got, like, Super Nintendo. I didn't get every system that came out. But uh, they still, like, I had enough. So I probably grinded the crap out of the silly Ninja Turtles all the way until, like, um, probably N64. And then I got N64, like, two years, three years late. And that's probably where I felt like I was, a, like, a gamer, I guess, at that point, you know? Because I, I played the crap out of all, like, the Tony Hawks and games like that. I played, like, a variety at that point. A lot of basketball games goes into basketball. Obviously, all the James Bonds shit like that and then there's there's like breaks i took uh pcs a little bit i started diving into like uh, starcraft and a little nerdier stuff Mm -hmm. um diablos things like that and then it wasn't until i guess high school or eighth grade uh halo came out and that's when i was like oh man like this it kind of started to feel like a sport a little bit yeah you know it felt it felt like e-sports to me and i didn't even know that was the thing at the time because i was so actually into basketball but um my whole basketball team played halo so we'd go our games were friday nights uh, we played, we'd go get dinner at in and out and then we went to my dad's house and just plugged in two TVs and we just play Halo till like four in the morning, every, all, all for four years straight of high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm in the same boat where, you know, lower middle class, we didn't get systems till late. And, you know, I got the NES when Super Nintendo was already out for a couple of years, you know? So like I would play yeah, yeah. through Super Mario Brothers 3 or uh, Punch-Out or something like that, you know? And like you said, like you, we had to go rent games. People don't, you know, kids nowadays to have no idea what that means. Like to go yeah. to Blockbuster or Family Video or whatever the, the rental place is and you have to go get a game for three days. And if you didn't like it, tough shit, you're going to have to play it for those three days because that's all you're going to have to play. Exactly. And then, yeah, and I think because, yeah, I think partially because my parents knew like I was an ADD kid and so they're like, well, we're not going to go buy you a bunch of games. Like what if you hate it and I'm not going to waste my money on you? And then two, yeah, because of budget. Like, yeah, you could rent a game for like four bucks or something. Right. And then I went over to, I finally got a Sega Genesis after that was out for a couple of years and that's when I got to play uh, NBA Jam and that right there, I was like, yes, this game, Scotty Pippen, Horse Grant, yeah, so good. All day. I could play this all fucking day. You know, we unlock juice mode and all that other stuff. Just running up and down the court, me and my buddy would pull all nighters and just play that game. The biggest yeah, Sega's the one thing I, I think I like I think my cousin gave it to me like late, but it was kind of busted. Like I never really played that many Sega games. I played like the one X Men game that was pretty popular, also like an arcade game. But yeah. I think N sixty four is probably the system as like a child that, that I played. Yeah, definitely that one. N sixty four, hella N sixty four, 
played a shit ton of Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah, I play yeah, I play that now. You know, like that's yeah. one of my guilty pleasures in gaming is just sitting down and fucking just beating gym leaders and all this shit. Yeah, I, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I forgot about that. I had the big old gray brick game. Yes. Boy. Yep. With the light and the magnifying forever. glass. Did you have the magnifying glass with the Yeah, the light on it. I had <laughs> yeah. like a little worm light on it. Yeah. That, that was good. Yeah, I played I played the first three Pokemon. I just played this recent one too. Uh with my buddies. We just hopped in Discord and we played separately. But uh I hadn't played any of the ones in between. They made that game so damn complicated. Like the original is so sim- simple and so amazing at the same time. Yeah, that one is it's one of my favorite games. I just streamed that. I don't know, maybe not just, but I streamed it like a year ago. And that was fun just going through that all over again. I'm like, oh, man, this brings back memories, you know. But Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. But then you get to the N64, and that's when, like, I lost my shit because I got the N64 for Christmas with Mario Kart 64. Yeah. And that game, along with Star Fox 64, I just spent hours, hours just grinding through that game. But I didn't. That's just, that system in particular is so, like, vital i feel like like obviously mario was invented in nintendo and stuff but it's just not the same as like mario kart 64 obviously smash brothers like the james bonds were kind of the first like real console at least to me maybe uh, some gamers are out there probably more knowledgeable than me but like the real like first person shooter vibe where you're like slapping your friends around like it's such such an iconic system yeah it's good because you can like i used to play uh counter-strike on the pc and yeah. that one is like, you know, very multiplayer, obviously. Um, but GoldenEye is the game where you can sit down with three other friends around the same screen and play it all night long. Like you can't do that in, in Counter-Strike because you're over the Internet and all that stuff. And with dial-up Internet, you know, sometimes you couldn't get on, whatever. But that's, yeah, that was my issue with dial-up. One, my PCs, my parents, we only had like one crappy one. It was my dad's work one. And then two, dial-up, like they would, they needed the phone, so they didn't let me play online that much. Right, and that's that's best part about N64, man. You get four ports, and you just sit there and play all day long. Just yeah. GoldenEye all day. So, yeah, know, it was run, Rockets, proximity mines, whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. But then I never got into, I never got into Halo because I didn't have an Xbox. I went straight from N64 to uh ps2 like right before the ps3 came out like so right before the ps3 came out i got the ps2 and that's when i started getting into like metal gear solid all those types of games like god of war and everything like that yeah that's one region i never really went into i tried to go on my stream because uh we're in between games and they're like yo go play like a story game and i think i'm too add for like a real rpg story game and then like two like even now i might even be like too add to play a game by myself like, I have to play with my buddies. Like, it's kind of my social time and, like, the team aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think because, uh, yeah, I just played Halo. Like, all I did was play Halo through high school. Uh, obviously, one, two, and three. And then and then a little, then, then I started to grind out Call of Duty a little bit. But same idea. It's, like, kind of the team effect. And then now, really, all I do is play shooters. Like, we tried uh, – they tried to – my chat tried to make me play um, one of the uh, – I can't think of it. What's, like, the Assassin game? Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, God, I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what are the Assassin's Creeds? And it's like super cool. Like the movement feels good. The game looks super cool. But yeah, I felt like half the time I'm running around the stupid map. Half the time I'm lost. I don't know where the hell, what freaking character I'm looking for. My ADD just kicked up too much. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel you on that one. Um, I Now that I'm getting older, though, I like to sit down and like put on a nice, relaxing, you know, Fallout 4 or something like that where I just go at my leisurely pace and just like, oh, let me go over here today and complete these 10 quests and then, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the opposite of what I'm gaming right now. We've been playing a lot of Tarkov 
and it, um, your nose has to be in the freaking monitor or you got no chance. Yeah, so I, I have been playing that recently. Uh, my buddy talked me into it. He goes, dude, this is like PUBG on steroids. And I yeah. go, all right, let's just play this fucking thing. I have downloaded it from like some Russian website and I thought my computer was going to get hacked. And I was yeah, you like, get errors coming up and they're all in Russian. I'm like, what the hell is going <laughs> on? Yeah, when I first installed it, it was just like seven, eight errors. I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting hacked immediately. For sure. I figured they're already hacking all our, you know, all our ballots and stuff. They can have my computer, too. <laughs> but yeah, that game is difficult as hell. It is. Like, I don't even know how to customize a gun yet. I've been, yeah, I, that's all I know how to do because I don't know how to shoot people. This is my first shooter I've ever played on mouse and keyboard. First, first PC game I've actually played played since Brood Wars Starcraft in like 2001 or something. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what I'm doing, but the menus are nice and slow and I know how to make a gun. <laughs> it's just actually fighting somebody is so difficult, let alone like there's such good uh, players that play this already. You know, they're, they're freaking monster yeah. Uh, shooter guys. He's, I, I watch these streamers like Summit and all these past like CSGO pros and they, their skill levels leagues above mine. Right. Like you, you have no chance, let alone even them. They're getting one tapped in the head and dying. So I'm like, man, I got no chance, but it is, it is ins- insanely addictive. Well, that's the good thing about that game is that you can just hit somebody in the head once and kill them, right? Like it's yeah. like super realistic where that can happen, you know? Yeah. So, so like the skill gap, it's not like playing um, um, like a Destiny 2 or something like that where there's a lot more skill involved of, of knowing the map of where to turn corners, where to chuck a grenade. It's not like that. It's You have to be quiet. Like the game is all about sound, you know? It is. Yeah, it is. And it's a lot of fun. And it, the, before that, we were playing a lot of uh, the Black Ops 4 Blackout, the, the Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's like sim- it's a slower version of that to me. You know, it's it's not a battle royale, but it's got similar vibes. Um, it's obviously a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. to play with your buddies. Uh, besides when they shoot you in the teeth. Do do you? Uh, I find it much more easy to uh, do a scav run than it is to play with my own PMC. I just love the scavs. It's just I I don't feel like I'm risking anything. I just go to the extraction point. I'm like, I'm gonna get the scavs gun and then give it to my guy. Yeah, I am a lot more aggressive with the scav, like uh, because I'm so not confident with my mouse skills. So when I go in as a scav, I'm like, all right, this is my time to like learn how to shoot, basically. Like mm-hmm. this, is my, and everyone says like, Mike, you're an idiot. This is the worst game to learn how to shoot on because like <laughs> gunfights are kind of rare. They're yeah. quick and like it takes like it's just like slower skill. Rather than if I was playing some, I don't know, even like Apex or something where it, you can shoot a thousand rounds at somebody uh, and get more practice. But um, yeah, I kind of use my scavs as like my practice rounds. Yeah, I mean, it, it 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 is one of the most challenging games I've played, um, and like they don't really hold your hand at all. That's one no. thing. Like it's just I'm walking around and I'm like searching a box, and it takes forever for you to search a box, and then I get capped in the back of the head, and I'm like, God damn it, dude. Yeah, I'm lucky. I have a buddy uh, from the powerlifting world who is also like into gaming and YouTube and stuff, and he was doing a little Twitch. Uh, but he's been playing Tarkov for like two or three years, and so he saw I was playing, and he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, I'll show you the ropes." So he he taught us like probably twenty percent, and then I'm just googling the other twenty percent, and now I only know like forty five percent of the game. But <laughs> you slowly chip away, and there's so much to do. Like there's so much to learn. You can play it like a million different styles. Like if you just want to make money, if you want to run tasks, if you just want to shoot people in the head. If you want cool guns, like you can kind of do whatever you want, which is um, super evergreen to the game too. It's super smart. Yeah, that's the one thing I do is 
I uh, open up my second screen and I just put the map down, you yeah. know, and I just yeah. like have that open all at all time. I know it's kind of cheating because no, I think to, everybody does. I think everybody does because yeah. like it's impossible to know where the hell you are. Right, right. It just doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't have that in the game. If yeah. everyone's going to cheat to do it, you might as well do it. You might as well print out the map or whatever the fuck you're going to do. Yeah, some of the maps are so big too. Even if you have a map up, it's so insanely hard to freaking figure out where you are, let alone like how to extract. Yeah, I, I have to walk around, and I, that's the one thing I just scale around the outside of the map, you know, like on the fence line. And I'm like, I'll figure it out and landmark eventually, and you know, I run into somebody. The only time I've ever, ever killed anybody in that game is when they have no weapon. <laughs> yeah yeah like when yeah, they're doing yeah. a pmc run with just a knife just to do whatever that's the only time i've ever killed anybody all the other times i'm just looting you know from all these caches and everything like that so that's some of the benefit of playing with teammates like very least if we come across you know if there's three of us and there's two of them maybe they're not looking at me and i can kind of line up a shot but even like even the ai even the 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 computer scabs in this game are insanely accurate like they're they're not like dummy AIs like from any other game. Like these guys will kill you. Yeah, and the one thing I didn't realize is when you first play it, like when I played as a scav, I saw another scav, so I decided to shoot them. Obviously, right. you know that's what you do. But then I'm like, oh wait, I just turned on my own teammate, and now they're all gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, and they're accurate as shit. Yeah. And even if you have a good gun, like it's, it just doesn't fire hard enough. It, it, and again, like you said, they don't tell you anything when you go into the game, so you literally just learn by mistake. Yeah, over and over. It's just trial and error over and over and over again. So yeah. that's definitely a game that I, I have to put a lot more practice in, a lot more hours in to even get gooder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, it's insanely difficult. Yeah, there, it's and it's no casual play. Like you said, you like to yeah. you know fucking chill out to some Fallout. There's no casual play in this, which like for streaming is cool, but for like I pro and I play it off stream too. But like, yeah, it's definitely not a relaxed time. That's for sure. And then all the games, I'm man. There's some kids out there. Everyone's just sweating in every single game. Even Call of Duty, where you used to have some casual play. I could pick up a pistol and kind of dick around or something like. You can't do that in any game now. People are all like trying out to be pro athletes in these things. Right. I mean, these kids now, they just do. I say that like I'm an old fucking man. But like it's true. Like they have all this time on, in the world to play these video games. And like I want to play video games as well. But you're just so much better than me. I can't compete with you. Like there's no yeah, way. It is. It's really difficult. That's like the one thing like Call of Duty. Like I'm no pro, but like I can hang, you know, and my buddy's pretty good. Kyle, who lives with me. And so we'll go around in some of the Call of Duties, um, you know, especially Blackout. We got pretty good. And not only was it fun to stream, but it's obviously way more fun when you're winning. Do you uh, so do you primarily just stream Tarkov or do you stream any other games on a regular basis? Uh, right now it's just Tarkov. Yeah. Like I said, we played Black Ops 4 a lot. Um, we were pretty decent at it and it was tons of fun. Um, but now it's like two years old. We've been just sitting waiting. We played Modern Warfare for a good while, the new one. But um, I've just played Team Deathmatch and Domination for shit, 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, it just got a little tiring, you know. So I'm waiting for the next Battle Royale Call of Duty. Uh, so for the last like month or so, yeah, it's been purely Tarkov. It's been my the first month i've played mouse and keyboard and the first month of streaming uh tarkov yeah that's a that's a challenge right there that's definitely not easy yeah i've met i'm mostly dying that's the only issue with streaming that game is like obviously scavs have like a cooldown before you can take them out 
building your kit can take a long time, kind of selling and looting, which is fun and kind of weirdly addictive to get to the marketplace, but it's obviously not super viewer friendly. It's just slow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a slow game in general, but uh huge learning curve. But huge that, learning curve. That's great because, you know, half the people on Twitch just want to see you chat anyways. Like, they just want to talk to you. It's not like, like even about the video game itself. So that gives you plenty of downtime to uh, to to do that. Yeah, 100%. That's why, like, yeah, like Tarkov and I think Battle Royales, because there's points you know you're not going to get shot and you kind of just run around. You can talk to chat or just way better off for, for that type of content than, uh, than something like a t- team deathmatch or something in some other game where it's, you, you literally can't look away or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to streaming, is, the, is there something that you uh, didn't realize was a lot more difficult going into it, you know, after you've been streaming for this little bit of time now? I don't know. And obviously, in the beginning, uh, the tech stuff was something I didn't realize was so freaking complicated. Um, to Just like little things, like to get your PlayStation going so I can like talk to my guys in-game and talk to uh, Twitch chat. Like I have cords all over my desk, multiple microphones, like little stuff like that. Like it's still pretty difficult and there's still not like one way to do it. Like you have to troubleshoot on your own. Um, in terms of actual streaming, I think it just, it probably tires me out more than I thought. Um, I'm always myself, like we talked about, but obviously like when people are around or cameras are on, like you're just putting more thought energy into like what you're saying and what you're doing rather than if I was just sitting here gaming by myself, like I'd probably just talk a bunch less, like very least. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, it probably tires me out more than I thought. And since it's not my full-time job yet, like I have, I guess, arguably other three or four other jobs I do, um, just like time management, like everything else. But is that like your end goal is to have this be your main money making uh, source of income or is this yeah, just supplemental yeah. at this point? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think I think that's the kind of mentality I take into like every business deal returning your poor gaming uh, audience into a business lecture. <laughs> I think the mentality I take in everything I do is that it could potentially be run on its own and it could be my only. So YouTube, I try to put that attention and energy there. Um, my businesses, I try to put my energy and attention there, my podcast, my Twitch. And it just so happens that none of them have taken off to that level yet. Um, so it's just a matter of which one, you know, grows fastest or whatever. And then I think that's the goal with any of them, really. I, I Personally, if I had to choose, it, it'd probably be podcast or Twitch. I think those are the two I enjoy the most just because I've talked about Deadlist for 10 years on the internet. I, I, there's a little bit less spark there to want to coach it. Um, where gaming is like, there's always new games. You can just, like you said, just sit there and literally chat. It's just my face on the screen. There's so much easy potential to create new content mm-hmm. on Twitch. Um, and then similar to podcasts, I just like having conversations with new and different people. Um, so either of those, if, if possible, yeah, I would, I would snap my fingers and, and make that a full-time job. It just happens to be that living in California is expensive and I have to have multiple incomes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I live in Indiana, so I am like, don't have to deal. I, I, right now I have to deal with snow and yeah. blizzard. But aside from I, that, you know, it's I just not- saw a huge uh, t- Twitter thread. I forgot what someone said and don't quote me, but someone said something like, man, it feels awesome to have like, I don't know what, like $300 rent or something. And then the comments went wild. I'm like, where the hell are you talking about? What the fuck? And all of a sudden they're like, yep, live in Indiana. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, you got to take the good with the bad. That's, that's what you have to do. True. You know, it's not much to look at out here, much to do. But 
I've thought about it though. I mean, I, I my mom lives here, so it'd be a little bit bigger of a move because I'd want to move her with me. But like, I don't leave my house much, so I don't really care where I live. You know, that's kind of like the Twitch lifestyle. Like again, like if it just took off and that was like one of my main sources, yeah, you need a good internet and like a, a house to to make me feel kind of comfortable, and that's about it. As simple as that sounds, that's pretty much it. You have because I know you have the online personality that we can see that in your whole YouTube career, right? Yeah, it's like the the least of your concern. But yeah, I mean, just going through and having to grind out every single day, um, you yeah. know, three, four hours. You're right. It does get tiring. It gets taxed. You get taxed quite a bit more than yeah. probably fucking working out, actually. Yeah, probably. To be honest, I am more tired, like mentally and physically. And I'm putting like I was doing the math the other day because I saw other people. I'm, I'm going to sound like a hater now, but I put other I saw other people like tweeting their goals and stuff like, man, my goal for, you know, is to stream like 40 hours this month. And I started calculating, um, and this is going to sound like a dumb humble brag, but here we go. Because uh, I, I have, I have YouTube, I have podcasts, I have companies that I run, um, and then, and then basically when I get all my work done, my real quote unquote work done, and then I just start Twitch streaming, and I'll go as long as chat's going or as long as I'm having fun. So lately with Tarkov, it's been like seven hour streams. I'm like, man, forty hours in a monster goal. Like this is my side gig, and I'm doing like forty hours a week. Right. You know, I was like, shit, dude, like hopefully this pays off or I just killed a lot of brain cells. <laughs> so what are your goal? Your like uh, break down like a month to month. Are you just aiming to get uh, you said a thousand uh, viewers at once? Like that's one of your main goals. What else do you have on the books for that? Yeah, I mean, I'm nowhere near that, but I think that's like a really cool goal I just have in my mind. And and I think. Again, like I'm not super talented in a lot of things. Like I'm not the strongest guy in the world. I'm not the best looking guy in the world. I'm definitely not the best gamer in the world. But I think I can like hold some people's attention. And I think I can connect with a lot of people. I think I can have conversations with a lot of people. And so I think that's where streaming does fit who I am. Um, so yeah, just network a little bit more on Twitch. Try to make new friends. Try to meet new people. Uh, to not only meet new people and have fun gaming, but also to, to grow the stream. Um, but any growth is what I'm looking for, you know, and that's, that's the hardest part of like kind of doing what we do, whether it's podcasts, YouTube, uh, entrepreneurship, even lifting weights or, or gaming. If you don't see progress, it's obviously very disheartening and it gets demo- demotivating to want to keep putting in the hours and put the energy and time. But, and it's happened to me. Yeah. You know, I've been streaming on and off for like three years, not consistently. Um, because you know, I'd, I'd, I'd go like three months and not see any new v- viewership or very few followers. And you're like, man, like, Mm-hmm. I'm really tired right now, you know, and that's just the honest truth. But um, I'm giving it another go. I, I've set up my life pretty good so far that I can um, stream four days a week really hard. And so, yeah, we're going to go at it until my brain explodes. <laughs> All right. So here we go. You never lift weights again or you never play video games again. Which one would you rather do? Am I allowed to do another physical activity? Oh, shit, because you're going to say play basketball. That's what you're going to no, say. Or, okay, ride a bike. Walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do strictly cardio. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll never lift again, for sure. <laughs> they only say I say that is because, yeah, literally health reasons. Like, um, I, I, I like lifting weights, but I, I really – I enjoy gaming. I wouldn't say I enjoy lifting weights. Like, it's just part of kind of who I am as an athlete my whole life. And now a part of my job and still part of my daily routine, kind of like you take a shower or whatever, put deodorant on. Like that's kind of what lifting is to me in a way. In a way. And I just have knowledge on how to help other people to their goals. But it's not like something that – like I don't wake up like stoked to go like deadlift today. Right. Um, but I but I am. I do kind of wake up and like, man, we could have a dope stream today. I'm excited to play a little Tarkov. 
hopefully chats, you know, turned up. Like I, I do get more excited for stuff like that. And I've been gaming, uh, or, yeah, I've been gaming longer than I've been lifting weights. I haven't been gaming longer than I've been like athletic because I played basketball from a really young age, but I would definitely not lift weights ever again, as long as I could do some kind of exercise to stay healthy. What, uh, what games are you looking forward to coming out this year then? So Call of Duty Modern Warfare is now leaking a bunch of stuff about their Battle Royale. And if it's even half as good as Blackout was, that's probably going to be my main game, I'd imagine. Just because I'm such trash on mouse and I'm pretty damn solid on the sticks. Um, so that could be a lot of fun. I think it would help the stream, obviously, if I'm not a total joke at the game I'm playing. <laughs> other than that, no, nothing screaming at me. A lot of stuff I get from my other buddies. So my other buddies that I play with are more PC gamers than I am. I've always kind of been a console guy. And so they'll, they'll like say, Hey, you want to try this? And I tried that. Like we tried Sea of Thieves and like the concept and stuff's pretty cool and something I could maybe do, but, uh, it just didn't last long. Tarkov's one that kind of lasted long. Something that interests me, that's not necessarily a game, but, um, some of the role playing stuff people do on Twitch. So right now, like obviously Grand Theft Auto is, I think the biggest one, but they're talking about making a bunch of, uh, role playing for, uh, Red Dead Redemption or something. Yeah. Um, that would be really funny. I think if I could get in like one of the like Twitch streamer servers and like come up with a character, I think that could be hilarious. And I think that'd be a lot of fun just like messing around all day. Yeah. Cause on the, on the, um, Red Dead, you know, online or whatever it is. Like you have different classes that you can be. So if you want to be a bounty hunter or a prospector and all this stuff, you could check all these boxes and and be who you want to be, you know? So yeah, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd be like the town drunk or something. Ooh, there we go. (laughs) There we go. I like that. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I I know, uh, let's try to my homegirl, Ashlyn. She does like, uh, the big RP for GTA. And so she moved over to Red Dead. I'll try to see if she can sneak me in. That'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd just be funny. Are you going to be a uh, uh, Xbox guy or a PS5 guy when that? So comes I don't out? know. Um, Halo. I guess I lied. Halo's coming out, uh, and yeah, I am looking true, forward to that. Um, I don't know if they announced officially or not if it's cross-platform or on multiple platforms. That will determine probably what's next. I, I've always been an Xbox guy. I switched to PlayStation because of the Call of Duty contract. That gets kind of the new stuff, and that's just kind of where the pros play. Um, other than yeah, just the new content. But I'm not. I honestly probably like an Xbox controller a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that biased, and I'm not that biased like PC or whatever. It, it's so weird how humans are. They're just so dumb. Like in the lifting <laughs> world, they're always like powerlifter versus bodybuilder. And then I, then I always thought that was stupid. Like why can't we just all lift weights and do what we want to do? And then now I get deeper into the gaming world, and it's always like PlayStation Nation, PC Master. <laughs> shut the you know fuck up, dude. Like we all like playing video games. You're not cool. Like you're not elite. No one gives a crap shut up um so i'm not that guy i really don't care whatever my buddies are gonna play on uh most and then we have what game i like so if halo's on xbox uh, shit i might have to do both especially if twitch makes a little money i have an excuse to buy both see there you go that's that's the goal right there make enough money on twitch to buy both (laughs) yeah that is the goal and i guess what that's the end of this year so yeah, maybe yeah. Santa Claus will bring me some shit. Oh shit! Hell yeah, I forgot about that. It is coming Dude. out this year. Yeah, so that'd be the goal. That'd be goal. Uh, but um, Halo, the Battle Royale, Modern Warfare—I can't really think of anything else that screamed at me. All right, if we we're gonna close it out right now. Yeah, I want to give you the chance to talk to the people now that want to get into streaming. What advice would you give a person that wants to get into Twitch? I think, um, and these are all things like I've slowly learned and just talked to other people that are much more successful on Twitch than me. Um, you got to do and play the games you enjoy, you know, don't just go and play Fortnite cause it's number one listed on the stupid website. If you hate Fortnite, um, that's number one. 
Um, number two, pace yourself. Uh, that's something I, I, I tell everybody in every job, whether it's podcasting, YouTubing, you know, running a gym, personal training, office job. It doesn't really matter. You kind of have to find your own pace and pace yourself. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. Um, and none of these things happen overnight. And then even hypothetically, if you do go viral and you all of a sudden have 5,000 viewers in your Twitch and you're making all this money, you have to last for that career to last. Um, and if you can't, whether that be health reasons, sitting in a chair all day, eating junk, not working out, or mental reasons, you're trying to stream 12 hours a day to soak up this money and you get burnt out. Um, physical and mental burnout are real. We each have our own pace with that. So um, really, really be conscious of that. Take care of yourselves. And I'm not Mr. have a three-year, five-year, ten-year goal and a plan <laughs> B and C, but you do kind of have to look a little bit to the future uh, for your own physical and mental health. Those would probably be the main things that I've kind of stumbled on, answers myself. Well, thanks for that. Thanks, Mike, for coming on, man. If you want to follow Mike on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube, it's Silent Mike with two Ks um, on Twitter as well. Uh, he's got the 50% podcast, 50% facts podcast, excuse me. And uh, yeah, Mike, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, dude, thanks for having me. It was fun chatting. All right, no problem, man. You've been listening to Power Gauntlet. Be sure to follow us on social media and visit frozengorillas.com for all of your Power Gauntlet and Blue Light special merch.